sweet land of liberty, our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinach. Welcome back to Freedom's Ring, my friends. This is going to be part two of a conversation I'm having with pastor and church administrator Brad Newton, who serves as the executive secretary for the Pacific Union Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, serving a five-state southwestern region. And the Pacific Union adopted very recently a theological statement on social justice. And we worked through the first part of it in part one, and we're going to try to finish it here in part two. And we started with the notion that every human life is sacred, created in the image of God, how that is distorted by sin. And we left off with this statement that even when unrecognized, to dominate or marginalize others is rooted in selfishness and greed, producing racism, discrimination, and injustice. So, Brad, welcome back to Freedom's Ring, and let's pick it up where we left off. Well, thank you, Alan. Thank you very much. And I, I think as, as we continue through this, now we come to the doorway of solution, and that is that we don't leave it with the bad news. And this is what makes this a Seventh-day Adventist Christian statement, because it says that this destructive pattern that you just read about is broken, is broken by the redemptive work of God as taught in Scripture and ultimately revealed in Jesus Christ. And so we have to look at all of Scripture, but ultimately it is the life of Christ that shows us how God, through redemption, breaks this pattern. So, you know, somehow I'm thinking about Philippians 2 and kind of how the centrality of Christ and his atoning sacrifice in the theological terms, they talk about the chiasm and the literary structure and how Christ becomes at the center of it. And here in the center of this statement, right in the middle, is Christ's redemptive work as the solution for injustice, for violence, for greed, for racism, discrimination, um, selfishness, marginalizing others, all of domination, you know, all of the social sins and human sins ultimately find their solution in Jesus Christ. That's right. But here's the rub, because it is often the case that well-meaning Christians are saying, all we need to do is proclaim the redemption of Christ, ask for individuals to repent of their sins and be baptized, and our work is done. And as crucial as important as that work is, which God has called us to do, the Great Commission, the Bible is not silent on the rest of our obligations as believers. And that's where the next sentence is the call to action. So read the next sentence. It says the Seventh-day Adventist Church is called to proclaim the transforming and reconciling message of the gospel while opposing practices and policies that perpetuate prejudice and inequality. So there's a two-part thing here. We have a proclamation to give, but we also have an obligation to stand up in opposition, and that includes within our own church fellowship, as well as in the society in which we live. You know, I think that this is so critical 
because we're at a time of polarization in our nation where there's a real question about, you know, this basic gospel premise, this basic biblical premise about God's care for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a kid's song. It may seem a little politically incorrect these days, but, you know, many of our kids sang in cradle roll or in Bible classes in church as very little toddlers, red and yellow, black and white, all are precious in his sight. And yet our policies, you know, we have very harsh immigration policies that, you know, we don't seem to treat people from other countries as, uh, you know, of the same worth and dignity as we ascribe to ourselves. And that's obviously what this whole issue over, you know, systemic racism in our country and the denial of systemic racism. Well, do we really have a society where we regard all lives as, you know, of equal worth and dignity in the eyes of God or in the eyes of the state? So I think these are very much issues that are front and center in our nation today. And I think the integrity and the reputation of the church is at stake in this country right now. I think there's no denying, and and this gets us off, is related to the statement, I think, very much, is that um, our world, our country, looks at the church and say, what do you have to say? And if the church's answer is, we're going to align ourselves with anything that um, even inadvertently creates policies and practice that denies opportunity, that keeps individuals from exercising this God-given human life being sacred, then we need to we need to have our voices heard, which is why this call for proclamation is there. One of the challenges, one of the things you'll notice is you look into the when you look at the statement further, is that there's a list of Bible passages that are at close. And these were chosen not to be exhaustive, but quite deliberatively. And you'll notice that The book of Revelation, chapter 18, verse 4, and verse 9 through 11 is also there. I would challenge us as we read Scripture and ask the question, and what is present truth today for the world we're living in, is that God is also calling us as believers to come out of any kind of system of thinking that promotes or allows discrimination and injustice to flourish in this country. And you have to ask the question where that is. And I'll leave that to all of you to decide. But I think about it in my own mind. So I think it's very important for us to be asking the question, how do we apply the teachings of Christ today to the times we're in? Well, in fairness, you know, my earlier comment may seem to have uh, directed in a particular political direction, but the statement itself is very carefully chosen to be nonpartisan and not aligned with any particular politics or policies, but to establish some overarching principles. Isn't that correct? That is absolutely correct. And I would even direct people that might look at the the title of the statement, the two words, social justice, put aside whatever um, pejoratives that somebody may think or not think about that title. Social is how we get along how we function in our society, and justice is what God calls us to, 
uh, that Jesus gives us uh, in uh, in the gospel. So you know, one of to, the yeah, go ahead. One of the scriptures that I see listed in the statement is the famous one in Micah, Micah six eight. Yes, and I have preached on this many times, and I've pointed out that this is perhaps the only time in scripture. You know, it says, you know, he has shown thee, O man, what is good, what the Lord requires of you. You know, when the Bible says this is what God requires of you, I sit up and take notice. And the first thing it says is to do justice. And the term in the Hebrew, mishpat, has to do with the title of this statement, social justice. It's not justice in the legal sense of, you know, courts proclaiming justice. It's justice in society. That's right. And I think as the statement, you know, wraps itself up, it says, in filling its mission, referring to, and for us, it's the Seventh-day Adventist Church, the body of Christ must challenge, and that word is in there deliberately, must challenge racism, discrimination, and injustice by individuals and society, while working purposefully towards equitable opportunities so that all people may experience God's redemption and restoration. And it's important to note that we know that the ultimate consummation of this earth's history comes when Jesus returns and ultimately makes all things right. But the integrity of our message and what God calls us to is to not hide away in the church or simply sequester ourselves in the church pew with one another, but to be out in the world. I've been reading through the book of Acts, and I'm again inspired by the ministry of the Apostle Paul and all his comrades, where they went out into the Roman Empire to do the work. And uh, part of that proclamation was is that God has made out of all people one uh, one blood, which is, uh, by the way, if you read his preaching to the church, to the group in Athens, it's quite a, a great sermon. So I believe that in this statement, we find the bookend, you know, and I think that's where we go. We begin with all life is sacred, the beginning of creation, and we end with the story of creation renewed, creation recreated again as God designed it. And we're living in the in-between now in which the solution is Christ, but Christ calls upon us as the church to speak forcefully and to act deliberately in the face of injustice and uh, discrimination and to do the best we can to try to make it right. You know, it strikes me, Brad, that the social justice statement is a very profoundly pro-life affirmation. Yeah. You know, it starts with every human life is sacred, but Christian believers, obviously it's intended primarily for Seventh-day Adventists, but hopefully to have some influence beyond our own denomination, um, that to be pro-life and regard every human life as sacred, it has to be applied when it comes to issues of racism, discrimination, and injustice in society. And if I could just expand on that for a moment, if, I have, if we have time, the history, for those who understand the history of Seventh-day Adventists particularly, Seventh-day Adventists historically have been a movement that is designed to uplift people. This is why we have a healthcare system. This is why we have a great education system. This is why we've been interested in healthful living. Uh, we've been interested in building people up. So it's a ministry of uplift. This has been our historic statement. So the question today is, where do we need to be looking to be uplifting people? And there's a lot of challenging places. 
We have work that needs to be done in prison and criminal justice reform. We need to be doing work in the areas of poverty, of education, and not just our own parochial education, but what, we're, what is happening for those who may be part of our religious denomination, which is, by the way, one of the things I've always loved about the Church State Council and the work that you've been doing, Alan, is that you're interested in the religious freedom and rights of conscience for every person. And even those who don't believe, we're here to protect everybody because that's what God says. Liberty of conscience is for everyone, not just for people that think like me. And that's a good thing that not everybody thinks like I do. <laughs> well, I think that's what, you know, God made a lot of people and a lot of different ideas. Sure. But no, you're right. We absolutely believe in the principle of religious freedom for everyone. And just as we believe in the sacredness of all human life, not just some human lives. Yes, that's exactly right. So my hope is, is that the statement is a way to begin to expand people's thinking, to challenge them, to be able to think further. Uh, the statement is deliberately designed to not to be very dense theologically, to use very specific words, and it invites commentary. And I hope that uh, others will begin to think further about how they can expand the thinking here. Well, Brad Newton, thank you for this two-part discussion on a new theological statement on social justice adopted by the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in the southwestern United States. And as we close, remember, friends, even the coronavirus won't slow down our efforts to protect your religious freedom. We don't just talk about it. We provide legal services to those suffering religious discrimination, especially in the workplace. So check us out at churchstate.org, churchstate.org. And be sure to listen to Freedom's Ring on our SoundCloud radio station or on iTunes. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Reinach. Until next week, let freedom ring. Freedom's Ring.